Welcome to our podcast where we dive into tattoos, pop culture, and more. Warning, crass humor, audacious discussions, and a sprinkle of foul language ahead. Buckle up, it's about to get wild. We're just gonna fucking do it. Alright, go. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Welcome back. Yes, welcome back indeed. <laughs> welcome back to our first episode. <laughs> yeah, the first episode ever. That, uh, this is our how many takes trying to record this shit? Oh my gosh. Five? Is it five? Because it feels like six or seven. It's probably seven. Dude, this shit's hard, man. We had to figure out sound. I am not a sound engineer. I am a tattoo artist. Yeah. By the way, I'm Heather. I'm Christian. Yeah, we're tattoo artists. We're both tattoo artists. Yeah. We're kind of a neurodivergent uh, pothead tattoo artists. Geriatric tattoo artists. Middle aged. We're not geriatric. <laughs> I guess maybe in the world of tattooing. I don't know. I know a shit ton of 45 year old tattoo artists. If you advertised your business on MySpace, <laughs> you're, you're a geriatric tattooer. Actually, I did advertise my <laughs> tattoos on MySpace. Uh, that says a lot. <laughs> Yeah. That was fucking correct, dude. Yeah. Well, maybe we should kind of introduce ourselves and what the hell we talk about. Because the whole point of this podcast is because we sit around and philosophize and bullshit and talk shit all day, every day. Do we not? We do. That's, yeah. You know what I mean? It's a, just part of the atmosphere of being in a tattoo shop. You're going to run into interesting conversations. Sometimes. I don't know. I've been in some tattoo shops where nobody talks to anybody and it's fucking stupid. Yeah, that's because they had a bunch of people that work there that aren't very interesting. That's true, but I mean, I guess every place I've worked at, I can't shut up. So, inadvertently, I bring the atmosphere. You're always the interesting person. Yeah, I guess it must be. You bring it. Dude. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, I just do what I gotta do because I gotta entertain myself. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I like to talk and bullshit. You're that. But I think it's just part of my ADHD or something. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. My creative mind. Don't think about shit. What are we going to talk about today for our first episode? I think introducing ourselves, we should talk about our favorite movies. I think so, too. That's a good way to really get to know us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What are your favorite movies? Oh, I have a... I mean, I have a ton. But every single time someone has asked me, what is your favorite movie of all time? Every single time, the only one I can actually think of that tops the list of everything that I love, because I'm a, I'm a movie file, cinephile, whatever you call it. Not technically one, because I'm not, like, fanboying into it, but I just really love movies, digging the whole creative process, yeah. whatever. It's Team America World Police. That's my favorite. Yeah. I absolutely love it. What about yours? It's a very quotable shit. I have a few. Um, no, if you had to think of the one that you put on top of all the others, there is one. There's one that you will watch no matter what. There's one that you quote constantly. There's one, you know what I mean? There's one that you think about a lot or one that you will reference in a lot of things in your life. That would have to be the Big Lebowski. See? I know, and that's up in my top ten, so we yeah. overlap there. Yeah. We also overlap with Gentleman Broncos. We do. That's how we learned we were friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all, the first time I met this woman, was it like eight, nine years ago when we were on tour and I was in Vegas? Or was it Reno? I don't remember. We were in Sacramento. Sacramento! Oh, with my brother. 
Yes. He was working with you guys. Mm-hmm. And I just tagged along. I got to see the convention. Yeah, you were just hanging out. Mm-hmm. I know we didn't really hang out that much, but you was out there mm-hmm. with the potheads. We were all smoking weed. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Joe, It's so Joe. weird. Like, in that group of tattoo artists that ran that Wizard World circuit, like, we all tattooed at these nerd conventions, fan conventions. And I say nerd conventions, but I am a nerd, so I can say that. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, we're allowed. It's not a, uh, it's <clears> a not term dr- of endearment yeah. now. It's not... It's not derogatory anymore. Nah. Anyway, so I knew of her, but I was more like friends with her brother. And uh, I was talking to him one day about playing Ark Survival. (laughs) And he was like, oh, my sister plays that. And so we friended each other on PlayStation Network. And yeah, I play on a damn console. Y'all need to quit being shitty about it. Um, (laughs) Everyone's like, PC or nothing. Yeah, don't be gaming elitists. Yeah, please don't. Uh... There's a reason why I like console, and I know I'm digressing here. Mm -hmm. Uh, The reason why I prefer console is uh, I like the controller. It doesn't hurt my hands the Mm -hmm. way ASWD does and doing that shit on the keyboard. Now, I know you can map your controller, but it doesn't always work with some games. I've had the worst time mapping controllers properly to certain PC games. And some PC games, you have to use keyboard command. Yeah. Like, because there's so much involved. Yeah. So, it hurts my hands. Carpal tunnel. I can't tattoo and play on the fucking PC. So, give me a break. Yeah. Anyway. Even some of my games I've had, like, on the console, I've mm. had to hook up a keyboard to, like, the more complicated ones, like Final Fantasy. Yeah. 14. You know, like, some of the MMOs where you have to talk to other people. Yeah, because that's a pain in the dick to talk yeah. to people on a console. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ugh. On the controller. I mean, if you even have one of those little keyboard pads, beep, beep, those are... Beep, beep. Beep. Oh, those are a nightmare. Even, yeah. An actual keyboard, like a USB keyboard. Yes. Like right next to your... Yes. Shit, that's... So anyway, we're both Sorry. gamer nerds. <laughs> no, 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 Whatever. We're both gamer nerds, and that's how we met. We, like, got on them headphones. We played a game <laughs> of Ark, and we started, like, you know, filling each other out. Oh, how is it? How's it going? And I had named one of my dinosaurs Shredginus. <laughs> and that is only from one movie. Yes. An obscure movie that both of us happen to know. Yes. And I said, have you ever seen Gentleman Broncos? I know. And I was like, Psh, bitch, please. Have I seen that movie? I love that movie. And she was like, did we just become best friends? <laughs> we did. We started quoting the movie like the whole rest of the night. It was uh, uh, pretty awesome. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's a Jared Hess film. So if you like Napoleon Dynamite, Nacho Libre, you should uh, check out Gentleman Broncos if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, and if you like Fly to the Concords, too, because oh, yeah. uh, Jermaine Clement is in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and if you like, uh, oh, shit, why am I having a brain fart? Because uh, Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge, oh, my God, she's rock star in this movie. Sick. And uh, so Gentleman Broncos is in my top ten. Mm-hmm. All right, what's a movie that you will watch anytime it comes on the TV it's, it'll, it'll be a popular movie, something that they always play on, like, TNT, or, you know, <laughs> it's like the movie of the weekend or whatever. You know what's funny? Lately, the movie that has been doing that for me is Trolls. <laughs> <laughs> Trolls? The freaking musical? Yeah. Cartoon? It's so weird. I was on a plane the other day, and there's like, nothing to watch, and I was like, oh, Trolls. <laughs> 
I saw it like once and I was like, eh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's weird. It's a movie that's like that. Like you can watch it and be done with it, you know, like uh, you go yeah. on with your life. To see these movies, I'm not talking mm -hmm. like that, like the fifth element. I will, if that's on, that's what's on. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm scrolling, of course I don't watch TV anymore, but mm -hmm. like when I did watch TV and I scrolled through, if I saw that the fifth element, fifth element, <laughs> if that was on, <laughs> And it didn't matter if it was like five minutes to go or halfway through, the ch the changer was getting stuck on that. Mm. And I've got a I've got a group of them. That's a good movie too. Yeah. Yeah, that's one I would probably keep watching. Or I'll name some and you tell me. Okay. Big Trouble in Little China. Great movie. I watch that every time. Every time. Yeah. Coming Coming to America. Also funny. Yeah. I'd watch that again. Yeah. The Golden Child. Great movie. Yeah. I watch it all the time. The Goonies, everyone watches the Everybody Goonies. Everybody loves the Goonies, yeah. yeah. That's a classic. Honestly, a lot of them tend to be 80s movies, which are movies <laughs> from my childhood. That's probably why. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's a lot to say there. Uh, we're just like reliving our youth, going back to a, a different time. I mean, I escaping think... Escaping from the dread of being an adult. I think that's everybody, though, right? Like, yeah. it's We remember that when we didn't have worries or cares. Like, we didn't have bills and people yeah. to look after. Yeah. Including ourselves. We didn't have to feed ourselves. Like, food magically appeared. The Last Unicorn. If you were lucky. <laughs> that would be one of the ones from the 80s that I was, like, super stuck on. The Last Unicorn and mm. The Magical Adventures of Unico. Mm. I was watching anime as soon as I could. I think I was a little-ass <laughs> kid watching anime. That's awesome. And The Adventures of Unico, Magical Adventures of Unico, is one of my, like, first introductions. And I think it's because my mom worked at a video hut. Uh, it was a second job because she was a LPN, so she worked like in the as a nurse. Do you remember this super obscure movie about a dinosaur? I'm wearing an outfit covered in dinosaur. She's today, always so like dinosaur. Funny that I'm bringing this up, but it was a, a movie called Baby. I do remember watching Baby. I don't remember Baby much dinosaur. about it, but I do remember Baby 100. Yeah. percent one of my favorite movies that I watched as a young child, and it's so bad. Rabid Grannies. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure it's like filmed in like Czechoslovakia or like one of the <laughs> Eastern Bloc countries, like okay. as some kind of money laundering scheme, mm -hmm. which is why I think a lot of these B movies get made. Yeah. It's I pretty much. It's really good. I should make you watch it. Yeah. And we should come back on the podcast and talk about it. We should it. talk about it. I own it on my Amazon Prime. I have yeah. It's uh, pretty terrible. Um, it's about... Uh, a terrible movie. Yeah. These rich aunts bring their family together to talk about their will or whatever. Because they're old. And someone, or they did, gave them a present. I can't remember that part of the plot because it's really stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb <laughs> and they get this like enchanted box and when they open it this like shit comes out and gets sucked into the grandmas because there's two of them and they become like demon grannies and kill their whole family it is nuts oh my god and it is cheesy 80s camp titties and shit <laughs> you know <laughs> oh my god yeah that's fantastic but you know what's cool is my mom never limited what I watched because, number one, I was a latchkey kid, so good luck trying to do it anyway. Right. 
And number two, I wasn't stupid and I understood context, which is also why I hate patronizing children because mm-hmm. they're not dumb. Right. And I remember what it was like when I was a kid. I never, I have one of those identity memories or whatever and I don't forget shit. So it's very clear in my brain. Yeah. And like, I got to watch Predator when I was like seven. Like, Predator. And you know what's funny? The scariest part of that movie is when the dude's in the jungle freaking out and he shaves his face. Like, mm-hmm. when I mean he shaves yeah. his face, he ain't cutting the hair off. He's skinning himself. Yeah. That made my cooter clench so hard. Yeah. Oh my God. The scary. I didn't like Predator's got skin bodies in the freaking tree and he's all like, like freaking like weird. With the mouth. Yeah, yeah. vagina, fucking teeth mouth. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Yeah. he's so scary. And I was like, cool with that as a seven year old. But the thought of, you know why? Cause that bitch wasn't real and I knew it wasn't real, but someone shaving their fucking skin off their face could happen. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. It's disturbing. You know, what movie freaked me out as a kid. I remember getting nightmares over the last Starfighter when the clone yeah. is under the fucking sheets and his fucking skin is pulsing and oh. he's just like developing, you know? What yeah, I mean? that was terrible. Yeah, I remember watching that as a little kid going, What Whoa. the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Were your parents pretty strict on what you watched or could you pretty much watch whatever? No, they were very strict about what we watched. Um, in fact, <laughs> we there there are like hilarious stories. Of when we were exposed to like little bits here and, there <laughs> and how we reacted to them because we just had like what? No, oh my god! Oh god, please tell me one. We, 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 yeah, we had no tolerance for it. We oh, so I was supposed to. I was like really into archaeology, like super fucking into archaeology. Cool. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> I was just like into rocks and collecting fossils and shit and yeah, dinosaurs. I get it. And so. Uh, in school, we were going to go on an archaeological dig, and I was, like, fucking stoked about Dude, that Dude, that's shit. sick. And you like, live where you could go get fossils and shit. Yep. And I was about, I was like, fucking, I'm going to collect them. I'm going to fucking be, I'm going to find a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, like, stoked about it. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just popped my freaking drink open. <laughs> and I, instead of trying to hide the noise, I put it right up to the fucking mic. <laughs> Anyway, sorry about interrupting. So you're going to go fossil hunting. Yeah. Well, one night we had a babysitter and it was the first time we had this babysitter. Oh, shit goes down when you have a babysitter because they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. They and don't know the rules. They, and she didn't. And my parents left and she was like, you guys want to watch this episode of The Twilight Zone? <gasps> And I was like, the Twilight Zone, my mom used to talk about that show. That doesn't seem like it'd be too bad. Sure, let's watch it. Well, it was the new Twilight Zone. Oh, shit, so it was freaky deaky. More freaky, yeah. And uh, this particular episode was about a fucking archaeological dig. (laughs) And and this lady goes underground, and she sees these cave paintings, and they're, like, absolutely gorgeous. And there's, you know, all these, like, livestock mutilations happening in the area, and they can't really explain what's going on at the same time. And she Sorry. comes back to the di- to the dig site every day, and the mural has moved, <gasps> and she's freaking. Yeah, I remember out. this episode. I remember she, this episode. She thinks it's vandalism. Yes, and, she's, and so she decides to fucking wait one night to catch who it is that's fucking with her shit in the middle of the night. And it, she sees it moving. Yeah, she sees it fucking moving, and then she sees herself appear on it. 
And then she sees those fucking things yes. coming toward her, and then they're like ghosts. And I yeah. was just like, oh my god. Yeah. Oh my fucking god. And I had to have my parents sign that Ooh. paper like within a day or two so that I could go on that dig. And you did and not want to go. it up that night. You were like, I'm not going. I'm not fucking going on an archaeological dig. The thing that you wanted, <laughs> wanted to do most in the more world. More than anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh yeah, man. Not being exposed to uh, the Twilight Zone. Dude, I had no limits. Mm. Uh, I was in the fifth grade. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. I literally was reading Norman Mailer when I was nine. <laughs> and for any of you guys who don't know Norman Mailer, he is fucking disgusting. <laughs> Lots of gay sex, like explicit gay sex mm. in Norman Mailer romance novels. Yeah. But my grandmother was one of those book of the month club. Mm. You know, so her house was full of books. She was an educator. She liked to read. And I love to read. I was such a freaking dork. I read, and I still do. I love reading. And so I had a college level reading comprehension when I was like in fourth grade. You know, it's funny. I did read horror books as a kid. Yeah. And they never phased me like that because mm -hmm. like, it's your own imagination and it's the limits of your imagination. And so like, as you're reading it, you're like, oh, it's the devil or it's, yeah. you know what I mean? Whoever yeah. Stephen King made it about that week. Or, yeah. Like, I remember reading The Running Man and being in... The fifth grade. <laughs> Dude, The Running Man. I love that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's one of my favorite Schwarzenegger movies. I still haven't seen the movie. <gasps> I read the book. What? Yeah. You have never seen the movie? That's an yeah. 80s classic. I just remember reading the book. Oh, that's right. You were freaking... I got to watch everything. Yeah. If it was R-rated, I don't... My mom didn't give a shit. And you wanted to know something. I applied that same stuff to my own kids. And guess what? They were not naive and prepared for the world, not like you, not getting scared. <laughs> no, I'm just saying they weren't no, like true. they were exposed to things in context because I was watching it with them. It's not mm -hmm. like I was being irresponsible and let them watch a bunch of sex shit. Right. Like they're it's age appropriate. But cussing, like zombie violence, you know, stuff like that is whatever. Yeah. And I oh, this is so funny. I love Tenacious D. Like, <laughs> I've loved them since forever. And especially their show that they had on HBO. I love it. And for years, in fact, when I was giving birth to my last child, the only song I could think of when I was walking the hallway during my labor was Kilbasa. <laughs> I love you, baby, but all I can think about is Kilbasa sausage, your butt cheeks is warm. Like, that's it. That's <laughs> like the whole song. But... Uh, so when The Pick of Destiny came out, so we're still on movies. When The Pick of Destiny came out, which by the way, me and my cousin and my ex-husband went to go see it on opening night and we were one of five people in that theater. <laughs> I felt That's so amazing. bad. I loved it though. It was so good. So of course I had the DVD and I'm watching it with my kids and it's fine. They grew up listening to Tenacious D. Like, I wasn't worried about the content. I wasn't worried about the cussing. You know, it's a movie, whatever. And I saw it in the theater. So I knew what it was. And I didn't think there was anything inappropriate. However, you have to think about the ages of my kids. Three, five, seven, maybe. Maybe four. You know, six, eight. Like, around there. And <laughs> there was a scene where Jack Black has to press a button with his boner. Oh, yeah. 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 And it, it's hilarious. It looks like a fake, like, wooden dick going straight out. Like, it's not a realistic boner <laughs> yeah. in any sort of... And it's in his tidy whities You know, it's like, you just see the yeah. shape of a dick, like, growing <laughs> forward. And I forgot about the scene, and I didn't, like, skip a little bit. 
you know, just a little bit, a few seconds. And uh, I just let, had to let it play because it was happening. And those kids were riveted on that. They were like, what? <laughs> and they were like, what's going on? I was like, it's his boner, man. Like, and they're like, what? I was like, that's his penis. It's, uh, yeah, it's getting hard and he's using it to turn the thing off. And they thought it was the most hilarious thing ever. I didn't make a big deal out of it. It was like, whatever, man. And they moved on. It didn't traumatize them, you know? Yeah. Because they knew their brother had a penis. Their dad has a penis. Yeah. Boys have penises. <laughs> Girls have chinas. I think a lot of the pressure to protect us from those things came from my grandparents who were like overbearing toward my parents as they were trying to raise us because I remember several instances of my mom having to like and it was like a real big deal at the time say man these are my kids and yeah. I'm going to make the decisions about them and so like a lot of the things that we were protected from I think it, it was kind of like to keep us from like talking about those things because they don't want to talk about it because they don't want to talk about it why do parents avoid these things? Why do they get mad when they're in public and they have their kids and they see two men holding hands? Why do they care that that's in front of their kids? The reason why is they don't want to talk about it. Mm. They don't want their kid to go, hey, mom, dad, why are those two boys holding hands? Because they don't want to have a conversation about it. They don't want to normalize it because they're afraid. They're afraid they're gay. They're afraid their kid's going to be gay. Whatever their problem is, whatever their hang-up is. And they project that shit onto their kids. And they don't say, it's because they love each other. Little kids get that. Why are those two boys holding hands? Oh, they love each other. They mm -hmm. care. They're probably together. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. it's really not a hard concept for anyone to get. Right. But their hang-up, their problem, and because they do not want to have an honest discussion with their child, it's mm -hmm. embarrassing for them, you know? And I think it is. I think that, that that's what I mean. It's embarrassing for them to, to do that, but there's, like, a, another level of embarrassment where they're afraid that if they let you do these things and be exposed to these things, that you'll somehow get them in trouble with their parents. Like they're yeah. still just overbearing, like being or just in trouble in general with society, right? With their community, right. with their yeah. friends. Yeah. And I definitely feel like most of their community was within the family. Like I just know, I just remember like how. I don't want to talk bad about her. I'm not trying no, to talk no, no, bad no, about no. her. No, it's my grandmother. Just though, she was just very like. Controlling, extremely controlling, like manipulative, very like guilt tripping. You know what I mean? Narcissistic. Like, I'm know, not saying we're not calling her a narcissist. I'm just saying no, narcissistic. I am the boss. Right. But there, and then it, that's the way that they taught you to be. You know what I mean? Like that was you just being like mentally how, healthy. How shitty is that? That you are now an old fuck, and you can't relinquish oh, that control. No, but no, I'm just saying yeah. in general, I'm not talking about your grandmother. I'm just right. saying you are old. You are now the one that needs to be taken care of. Essentially, you need to pass that shit on, you know, pass it on. You are not. You, what are you going to be the boss until you die? Boss of yourself. Right. Boss of yourself. Right. Well, not even some of those cases. I mean, I'm kind of watching other family members go through that now as they get towards the end of end of their life and like kind of losing autonomy. Yeah, you, you do. You, I mean? you become a child again. Yeah. You are literally a dependent again. Yeah. But that's, that's the normal progress of life, isn't it? You should be a dependent again. You have raised a family. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you hopefully, hopefully, you've taken care of people, hopefully, you've nurtured your family, hopefully, you know, all these, these things, the investment and care and love and time. So it's not necessarily the end of the world or the re like the end of your life. Like, do something, even if you're immobile, even if you can't do anything because of your illnesses, because you're old. Keep your mind alive. Play some video games, you know? Get you an Oculus. Well, at the <laughs> time when my grandmother was, like, really pressuring my mom, she was, like, my age, and she thought of my mom as being a child. Oh, know, yeah, of 18, course. 18, 19 yeah. years old, you know? Yeah. And going off and getting married, and so it's and like, she came from a place, which is crazy because my mom was heavily parentalized and basically raised all of her siblings. Yeah, but the thing is, though, your mom or your grandmother didn't, recognize the fact that she was probably in the exact same position mm -hmm. at her age mm -hmm. and she's not looking oh i was capable did how insecure of a parent to think i didn't raise my child good enough to handle this mm -hmm. that's her that's your grandma's insecurity right mm -hmm. that's her problem and she just put projected that shit on your mom because yeah. she's like i didn't do enough and i didn't teach her enough and she's out there gonna do dumb shit because i didn't tell her every single thing she needs to know yeah. and do because that's what i know yeah like do you know how much crazy can like it was difficult when my son moved out and i knew he would be the first one to move out he's very independent and he was you know we we're a crowded family huge amount of people in the house like you got nine people in the house 18 year old boy does not want to be in the house and I knew he was going to move out as soon as he could. And he did, but he did it on his own. He worked really hard. He got his shit done, you know, became a general manager of a franchise within six months of starting a job mm -hmm. there. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to say which one because I'm not doxing my own kid, mm -hmm. but you know what I mean? Like that's smarts and responsibility to be able to do that, mm -hmm. to order all the food and run the schedule and you know, work more than anyone else because of right. the responsibilities you have. And I had to let him go. And I had to have confidence in myself that I taught him, one, to make good choices. Two, taught him essential life skills, you know, like doing his own laundry and cooking for himself and cleaning up after himself. You know what I mean? So relinquishing him on his own to figure out how to do life wasn't as hard as it could have been. And, you know, your grandmother in this instance did not have that confidence. Um, I think she had a lot of things going on. She suffered from a great deal of mental health issues and they just were not equipped at the time. Oh, nobody even talked about that shit. Yeah, they just didn't. And, you know, she did the best she could with what she had. And I know that the mistakes that my mom made... Um, she was really just trying to do the best that she could. That's everybody, you know right? I mean, yeah. And I think that I have, my grandmother and my mother both never gave up trying to improve as hmm. people. And so That's like all you those do. things that they did yeah. are completely forgivable. You know, like those little slights that you hold against them because they hold those against themselves. You don't have to even hold it against them anymore. They carry that guilt all the time. Um, and I feel like. Well, I got really lucky in that sense because there are people that don't fucking have any interest in growing and any interest in improving themselves on a And those basis. are the people you have to literally cut out of your life. Yeah. You know, yes. it's one thing to make mistakes and to do harm to someone because of 
thoughtlessness or lack of understanding, you know, lack of communication. Those things happen in everyday life all the time. Uh, it's hard. Kids don't come with a manual. You do not know how to deal with stress stressors sometimes. And sometimes you do the wrong thing. But if you are trying to grow as a person and treat your family and the people around you with kindness, you know, and love, and hopefully they return you the same grace so that everyone can grow together. You know, that's what it's about. And I mean, that's why I can forgive my mother for all kinds of shit. Yeah. That really, if I wrote it all down, people would be like, how the hell are you even talking to her? Yeah. You know, but the thing is, I understand that she does feel guilt and she has tried to improve herself and she is working on herself. Yeah. And I have to give her credit for that. And, and even through all that bullshit, I never doubted that my mother loved me. Right. That I knew she would sacrifice the shirt on her back, whatever it was to give me one. Mm -hmm. I never ever doubted that for a second. So all the stupid bullshit that she did that, Either the decisions she made, the people she put me around, the danger that she put me in, the terrible things that have happened to me because of these terrible decisions on her part, they weren't purposeful, I don't think. They were just her right. ignorance, her uh, lack of understanding the situation, and selfishness, really. Yeah, not wanting to really, like, believe the people around her. Mm. I think, yeah, you talked about this before because you were children. Yeah, we were children and and a lot of adults and adults that have children or that are raising children or that are around children, you need to hear this. If you treat a child like they are stupid, all right, you're doing them a disservice, number one. Like once a child hits three years old, they've got memory You know, they understand things. They start to explore their world and figure out their part in it and what it's about. And the only socialization they usually have is at home, friends of the family, people that their family brings them around. And if every single time you go to an adult and they tell you to piss off, they're not going to answer that question. Not right now. You know, you ask why and you don't answer it. Um, they try to talk to you about something you don't believe them because they're three, you know, they're six, they're eight, they're 10, they're 15, they're dumb. What the hell do they know? Right. They're, they're children and you're the boss. You're the authoritarian. You're the parent. You're the teacher. You're the principal. You're the freaking policeman. And yeah. Okay. Kids can be manipulative and I'm not even talking about that, but I can recall vividly telling my mother about somebody being a terrible person and to not bring me around them ever again because of harm that I knew they were going to cause me. I was eight years old. And she was like, whatever, I'm doing what I want. This is my life. You're, an, you're not an adult, so you don't understand. And you're a child, blah, 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 blah. And this person abused me sexually for a long time. And she allowed that to happen because she would not fucking listen. And throughout my whole life, I wasn't stupid. I wasn't a stupid child. And when you're around adults that don't have predictable mental behavior, you look out, you watch everyone's mood. So you become super empathetic to the energies around you and the things that the people are doing so that you can avoid 
that danger or that punishment or that anxiety, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go around my mom right now because she's in a shit mood. And if I ask her anything, I'm going to get my head bit off. You know? Yeah. That's just a simple example. But it happens so frequently that then you don't go up to them to talk about to them about anything. You know? So when you patronize your child, you are dismissing their human fucking experience. And the only difference between us and children is literally the amount of time you've been on the fucking planet. Wisdom. Like, they haven't lived long enough to understand nuances and contexts that an adult would because they haven't lived long enough, which is why children are susceptible to indoctrination at church. They're susceptible to grooming by fucking pedos. They're susceptible to terrible, horrendous abuse. They have no agency. Like, the adults are, you're their advocate. Fucking listen to them. And you don't have to listen to every dumbass shit, man. My kids would be like, mom, can't make me hate me. Like fighting because they're doing shit. And I would just be like, that's your shit, man. Why are you coming tattling to me about it? Like none of that's important. <laughs> I'd be like, you have a bone sticking out? <laughs> you have blood? <laughs> like figure it out. If you don't learn how to talk to each other or fight each other to figure you know what I mean? You have to work that out because if I interfere, you don't learn the skills. So there's always a time and a place, right? I don't know. Sorry, I'm, I'm yeah. rambling because I think my edible just kicked in. <laughs> That's also one of our shticks, guys. So. Yeah. Yeah. Should we take a little, little break? Let's take a little break. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Sorry about that deepness. You know, you shouldn't apologize for the deepness, but uh, I do actually want to apologize you for that happening to you why do you need to apologize do you not well, it's not like that it's like my condolences like i'm, I'm okay sorry that i'll that take that happened to you you know like i'm sorry it happened to me too and i'm not saying you made me a stronger person you know i just handled it the way i handled it you know what i mean yeah. um not everyone can come through something like that and be unscathed right. you know uh, with toxic behaviors or um, self-inflicted wounds, right. whether they're mental, physical, drug abuse, you know, like medicating yourself so that you can numb or forget. Like those are all ways to deal with that type of trauma. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying I haven't done any of those. I was lucky that, you know, really not a drug abuser. Although I'm like, <laughs> I can't say that now because I've been like a pothead for like, <laughs> like maybe hardcore for about five years you five, know five years well i mean right. longer than that smoking weed but mm. i mean the level that i am now for about five years <laughs> i've been smoking longer than yeah. i haven't see that yeah. <laughs> like i started smoking <clears throat> cigarettes right about when i was 12 and then started smoking weed right about when i hit 15 mm. and i probably stopped smoking weed like year here or a year there when I had jobs where they would like do random drug tests mm. and things like that mm. um, or you know trying to get hired from a job I'd take like three months of the <laughs> uh, you know tea break yeah but uh, I have been you can hear my voice yeah. sound like Kathleen Turner 
Yeah. I do too. I got the husky. The rasp. Oh, yeah. See, I love the rasp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here vaping, dude. No, I shouldn't be. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I didn't. I smoked weed the first time when I was like 18. I was a goody two shoes in high school. I drank, though, every weekend. Mm. I mean, I wasn't that good of a goody two shoes. You What's know? your favorite stoner movie? Ah, shit. Stoner movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I, I have, you know, I sound like an old fuck. Mm-hmm. It is Cheech and Chong up in smoke. It's the first stoner movie I really watched. So I... It's a gray one. That's and I, if you're talking about movies about stoners, because mm-hmm. there's different, it's a difference if you're talking about movies you like to watch when you're stoned. Right. I mean, that's another category, similar, but not... So what's your favorite stoner movie? Half-Baked. I See, I was going to say Half-Baked, but, mm-hmm. like... I have that place in my heart because I'm pretty sure I was like seven or eight when I watched Up in Smoke. And I was like, what's going on in here? It was not one where they're sitting in the car and it's like, Labrador or Doberman. Doberman, It's yeah. fucking Doberman. Or Labrador. Doberman. Um, yeah, I watched Half-Baked because we didn't have cable when I lived in Arizona. Ha, you lived in Arizona, I huh? I did. Oh, my God. It was hot. <laughs> it was hot there. And I lived in Vegas my whole life, except for that little stint in Arizona. Ugh. And also a year in, in Palmdale, California. Palmdale, come back to me. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> love, baby. Sorry. No, I'm actually glad I don't know that song. Oh. You would have earwormed me just now. Woo, I earwormed myself on that one. Did you? Yeah, it's Afro Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Hope I don't get, like, license charged on that one. I don't think you will. Maybe. Just singing it yourself. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Ah, whatever. Yeah, a couple bars. We're gonna fucking risk it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna throw it out there and hope that Afro yeah. Man is generous with us. I know, because I sang it out of tune when I first started it, so I felt bad. Mm. But it was already out of my mouth, so it's too late. Mm. What the fuck are we talking about? How hot it is in Phoenix? No, that's one of them, yeah. But we're talking about being pieheads. Oh, right. Yeah. Honestly, I uh, smoked a shitload, started smoking more and more as an adult adult. My kids were older, you know. uh, I really didn't want to have toddlers and little children around if if I was high. That's stressful enough to wrangle three children with, like, one in diapers and one potty training. Do you know what I mean? And it wrangling, you know, it's a lot of work. And there was no way in hell I could have done that high, but I could imagine how nice it would have been to have a joint at the end of the day. <laughs> but at the same time, the only reason why I didn't like that is because what happens if I get really high and I go to bed and some bullshit happens? Number one, I don't mm-hmm. wake up. Number two, I'm stoned as fuck and don't know what to do. You know? Yeah. I don't like that pressure or, or anxiety, and I felt it was irresponsible. Mm-hmm. So when my kids were older and could kind of take care of themselves, I was 13, <clears throat> whatever, I started, we moved to Oregon and it was legal. Not that I didn't smoke at like the tattoo shops I worked at or like at conventions, <laughs> you know, smoked, yeah, I smoked yeah, weed yeah. like that, but I never bought it. Mm. I didn't have it at the house. You know, if someone gave me weed, I did, and then I would smoke it, but yeah. you know, I didn't look for it. But then I moved to Oregon and all things changed. Mm. That was about eight nine years ago it's eight years ago and i moved here a year ago and love it 
It's amazing. I love the weather. Weed is cheap and plentiful. Plentiful. There's many, many, many varieties to choose from. <laughs> many types. <laughs> many ways to imbibe. Yeah. It's amazing. And I think because I'm older too, like my brain has already been developed and it's okay. It's going to get mushy in the next 20 years anyway. I could hurry that along. But honestly, it makes me feel good. Like I have aches and pains now. Fucking middle-aged. You know, my yeah. shoulder hurts from tattooing for 16 years. My back hurts. Self-medicating is not, uh... It's an addiction. I'm addicted to feeling good, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Like, my back literally does not hurt right now. I do not feel it at all. And it's because we ate that edible. Yeah. It's great. Relaxed. I was was just going to say self-medication is not, like, a moral thing. Like, you're not a bad person for... No, you're asking for help. And I mean, and that's another thing. And I know I don't want to bring us back to a depressing topic, but the reason I didn't have a problem talking about my shit Mm -hmm. publicly uh, is because I feel those of us that can do that should do that Mm -hmm. Um, because it needs to be more out in the open because the thing that makes this insidious and happen all the time is it's a secret. It's always a secret. So people don't know what's happening. They no. don't know what's happening as frequently. No. And that's the thing, the right? It's a problem. And I understand why people can't vocalize it. That's why I say the people that can should. And yeah, that shit happened to me. But you know what? That's my story. I fucking own that shit. That happened to me. That's not made up. Right. It's not something I have to dwell on and let it ruin my life. It happened I was able to process through it, you know, through other trauma that triggered, you know, remembering all of this shit and then finally dealing with it, speaking about it out loud to somebody. Yeah. You know, that really helped me. It was very cathartic. But then again, that's me. That might not be for somebody else. So, you know, that's why it's important. You know, I forgave my mom. I forgive other adults. You know, I don't forgive the ones that did that shit to me. Fuck them. Right. I don't give a fuck what happens to you. Are they still alive? Uh, one of them's still in prison. He was in prison for life. Eh. Oh, good. Yeah. I think the other one might have been is dead already. I don't fucking know. I hope so. That's one of them. Anyway. Just the countless other assholes. Fuck y'all. I wouldn't piss on you if you were burning. And I know people are like, eh, it's not very nice. Violence doesn't have violence. Nah, bitch. Shut up. <laughs> That's the natural world. Sometimes you have to be violent to be saving people or to not tolerate intolerance, you know? Mm-hmm. You can't roll over and let it happen to you because they will, and they count on that. Oh, that bitch is gonna roll over. I can do what I want. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, that's just how the shit is. So, what the fuck are we even talking about now? I like went on some deep end. But, yeah, it's okay to deal with things the way you deal with them as long as it's just affecting yourself, you know? You, you, if you're having problems dealing with your shit and you're abusing the people around you because of it, like, that's a selfish-ass thing to do because that did not happen to them. Uh, they're not responsible for that. Uh, like, you know, someone that had nothing to do with it like you know that happened when you were a kid and now you're married and you treat your fucking husband like shit because of your trauma right like you need to work on that 
so that you come to your partnerships or your friendships as a whole person, you know? Yeah. So that you're not... So that you can exist by yourself as a whole person and be whole within yourself. Yeah, because you're not entitled to anybody. You're not entitled to anyone's time. You know? Nobody. You're entitled to yourself. That's you. You can control yourself. You can't control nobody else, you know? So... You're not entitled to someone's body for sex, for uh, emotional needs, for, you know, any of that shit. For physical needs, none of it. You're not entitled to someone else's body, personality, soul, effort, love. You're not entitled. I'm just going to say that. So, your parents aren't even entitled to yours. And if you give it, it is of your choice. Right? Right. So, I love my mom. And that's my choice to love her. Yeah. Huh. I just want to, uh, if, are we closing or are we? Nah, we got another oh, 15 minutes. Time. Oh, we got some more time. We got oh. 15 minutes. Then I'd like to really quickly tell you another story. Please. Because uh, this is another movie. Well, ah. a situation where I was sheltered and uh, <clears throat> this was when I was an adult. Now, I've read scary things again, and no issue, no problem, but I went and saw. The Ring for the first horror movie that I ever seen, and we were in the theater, <gasps> and so wait, how old were you? I was when it was when The Ring came out, so let's That's do the math real quick. Here, let me look it up. up. I'll look it up. Okay. Let's see The Ring. Yeah. How fast can I do this? Two thousand two. Two thousand two. What year is it now? Twenty three. <laughs> Oh my god, that was 21 years ago, so... Yeah, you are 23? 22, 23? Yeah, something okay. like that. Shit, you are sheltered, fuck. Yeah. You were in your 20s. I was in my 20s when <gasps> I watched it, because I didn't really care for them, I didn't you have any exposed. interest in them, yeah. so yeah, I wasn't, they weren't part of my, you know, uh, so mm-hmm. uh, we were like, yeah, let's go see The Ring, it seems like spooky or whatever, <laughs> it'd be yeah. fun. Yo, that was the first time... I ever stayed up consecutively, and I stayed up for like fifty six hours. <gasps> and I she couldn't go to sleep. Couldn't go to sleep. I stayed up and I played this game, and I camped this guy that required staying up that long to wait for him to make sure nobody stole your spot, <gasps> so that I could get this thing for my epic quest. Because I was fucking playing EverQuest. Uh, time. <laughs> <laughs> you dork! I, I know. love you. Thank you. That's amazing. Hey, no offense to anybody that plays EverQuest. I just, no, I, uh, that's like a level of. Uh, I went back and looked at the graphics. And I, I understand. Like, Jesus Christ, this game—it's hmm. bad. It's a real bad game. Playing WoW is good, and then I thought, oh my god, look at these scenes. They're like so real and beautiful. I know. Like, I felt that way about Final Fantasy VII, dude. And it was square as fuck. <laughs> the graphics in this PlayStation One are amazing. Anyway, so uh, you stayed up for 56 hours. I did, and I did get my Epic Quest weapon. Yvonne just watched Disney movies till she went to sleep. And I uh, should have gone that route. That was probably a good strategy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was hallucinating by the time I did go to sleep. Listen, uh, I, get, I don't get scared at horror movies, mm-hmm. all right? In fact, a lot of times I find them humorous and I laugh, and it's really inappropriate because I'll be like at like Sam Raimi's possession you know, and a lot of people freak out about the demon possession, uh, Christian Catholic shit. Mm-hmm. Like, people freak the fuck out about it. Mm-hmm. Then they're gonna demons! And I don't give a fuck. So, mm-hmm. I'm like, 
watching Sam Raimi's possession with my daughters, I think they were like nine and 13 because <laughs> they're into it. They're all into horror. And I, they've been watching horror since they were babies because they wanted to. My son never did. So whatever. They liked it. And I started laughing hysterically at a part in the movie that was not funny. And everyone in the audience got pissed because <laughs> I wouldn't stop laughing. I was laughing through the whole damn movie. It was so fucking funny to me. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't get scared at that shit. And jump scares, whatever. I will totally flinch. I am susceptible to flinching. That doesn't mean I'm scared of the fucking movie. It means something jumped out at me and I have good reflexes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, you got scared. Uh, the movie, one of the movies that scared the holy shit out of me as an adult. That I was 18 or 19 when Independence Day came out. That movie gave me nightmares for a fucking month. Oh, aliens. It's Dude. Right. Oh my God. And it's, I analyzed Those it. Those fucking lot. things. <laughs> <laughs> but like the whole thing, right? Like it was just like slim to none. That shit was going to happen. And it was all fucked. Dude, don't get me started on stupid ass Tom Cruise world worlds. Mm. That version I had a panic attack when I watched it for the first time. Like, I, I thought I was having a heart attack. When, dude, signs, when the stupid alien, like, you see it, oh, fuck! Oh, walking between the bushes? Fuck my life! I had to leave the room and listen to it. I couldn't even watch it. Fake, real alien ca- encounters that are I'm, on YouTube? Nope. People's, like, encounters with them? Fuck. But like aliens are real, check this out. And they like follow them around with like funny. cameras. And no, some of them are fucking like, oh Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't like that. It's, it, <coughs> and it's not because I'm a scared of aliens. Even though if an alien came down here, I'd totally fuck it up. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't even. I You wouldn't wait to see if it's. No, I wouldn't wait to see if it's cool or not. I would just fucking kill it as soon as I could. Wow. And not because I'm a total dick. Mm-hmm. I would say, oh, that was a mistake. I thought it was something else if it ha- became a diplomatic <laughs> problem. Oh my God. But the reason why I would yeah. is because you don't know if you could be all like, hi, how's it going? Nice to it. And that bitch leap out and eat your fucking head. So kill you or kill me. Mm. I don't trust it. It's mm. a fucking alien. Mm. If it's cool and they, they, they contact us without being here. Like, hello, we've watched your fucking but weird if ass they chose TV. you as the Earth's ambassador. If they <laughs> communicated they to me first, if they didn't scare the fuck out of me mm-hmm. by just appearing, because that bitch just shows up, uh-uh. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. You're dead. Not allowed. Nope. Yeah. So, a video game that scared the shit out of me, mm-hmm. also back to that same exact time period. And I don't know mm-hmm. if it's just because, like, I got older and some weird shit happened with my brain or whatever. But when I played the first Resident Evil mm. on PlayStation, mm. oh my god. I, I had to play it. I finished that bitch. Like, I had to finish it. And it took me like a month. I, I didn't have a damn YouTube. I didn't have no damn game magazine. There was no guide. I had no clue. I had to work it out. I had to, like, make my own walkthrough, dude. I had to, like, draw my own maps yeah. and shit. So, and I was a broke-ass college student. I wasn't paying for no damn... PlayStation magazine yeah, or like a game guide because I spent like 50 bucks on the Final Fantasy 7 guide after I had put like 300 hours in it I bought the same thing because I was like I've gone too far now I've missed out on shit I couldn't even get that weapon now mm. fuck yeah how many times did you start over Final Fantasy 7 uh three 
That's it. Because the third time, my friend Stephanie, my roommate, she would, we would get high in the living room and I would play all day and all day long she would sit there and check the freaking book and read it to me and tell me where to go. And it was an involved process with me playing it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and another thing, my mom totally loves watching us play video games. Really? Yeah. And she always has. I had Fable 3 on my Xbox. Did you ever play Fable? I did. Dude, I love that game. Crunchy Chicks was probably my favorite thing. I have to apologize to my mom real quick. I Mm. found the copy of Fable that I told you that I swore up and down that I returned (laughs) to Hollywood Video. (laughs) And that I staked my reputation on it. And I swore with every fiber of my being that I returned (laughs) that fucking DVD. I'm sorry, that game... I did not return that game. Did she have to pay a fee for it? It was like 80 bucks or some shit. They tried to charge her for the game. She basically like, no. kept denying it and denying no. it. And they just kept telling him like, no, we don't have this fucking game. She was like, We're not, I'm not paying it. I'm oh not fucking paying God. it. Your mom went to bat for you. She loved she you. She did. And it, she trusted out. you. But you probably were like, I don't know what happened. Yeah. And then you found it how long did it take you? Oh, my God. Uh, you know, it's funny. I feel like I found it a few times, and I keep forgetting <laughs> that I found it. You know, so yeah. I could have just forgotten and thought that I returned it, and then found it a few years later and was like, oh, where'd this come from? I have a funny story about not returning some shit, even mm-hmm. though I'm just going to say this real quick. My mom would literally ask me when I got home from work, tattooing all day, are you going to play Fable 3? <laughs> Cause she wanted me to play it. She mm. wanted to fast, like she wanted the story. She wanted to know what was going to happen. You know what yeah. I mean? Got into it. And I decided I was going to go evil because I kept eating the crunchy chicks. <laughs> Every time you eat a fucking chick, yeah. like, which is a little baby chicken now. That's what I'm talking about. It's alive. It's yeah. a chick and they call it crunchy chick. So if you don't eat the crunchy chicks, you got a good chance of staying good. Mm. But if you start eating crunchy chicks, you're on your way to being bad. Anyway, yeah, the, fun game. On Fable Three, I don't know if that one. Do they count your hunger? Do you have to eat to like regenerate? I think so. I forgot. I haven't played that shit in like forever. I was gonna say, yeah. was there like benefit to eating? Pretty sure there was a benefit to eating, but there was also a benefit to becoming dark, or at least getting over to a certain point mm. where you weren't in the middle. And mm. there was a reason why I ate three crunchy chicks, and I think it was to infiltrate like a bad area oh so but then i enjoyed it and i was like i'm bad and i would like be mean to people for no reason oh man. but i would be really nice to my wives and shit you know what i mean i'd be nice to certain people like if you were cool i'd be cool to you but if you were like an annoying npc i'd be a fucking asshole <laughs> i was like this is probably close to real life <laughs> you know there's I, I love those games where if you make a decision it affects the whole game but they let you make any decision you want yeah the amount of effort that goes into a fucking game like that to making a game oh like it's that, so sick it's, it's storytelling crazy right it's, but, and those yeah. people that make that shit don't make no money it's fucked yeah. these people make billions of dollars a year on this entertainment and the people that actually create the content yeah. the ones that actually fucking physically make the shit wage, yeah. if that they're like minimum wage like yeah. federal especially if they minimum fucking wage. work for disney oh my god dude any of the major studios they all pay them crap and the major yeah. game studios too fuck you guys like fuck you you stupid ass executives you don't need extra goddamn houses and yachts and shit like you do not 
Like, share the goddamn wealth because you wouldn't have crap if it wasn't for these people making your goddamn dreams come true, you assholes. Sorry, I like to rant. Think of the quality of work and how much it would improve beyond, you know what I mean? Yeah. That they're producing. Oh my God. It's not just, it's like more, it's just being that, that extra level of happy at work. Yeah. The effort that you put into it. Cause I will tell you, if I have a tattoo that I'm super excited about doing, I tend to do a better job, even though I'm doing mm-hmm. solid, good jobs. I'm not like, that's my name and reputation. I'm not going to just do some Bobo ass shit, but mm-hmm. I really make an effort, but I also, it's a thing where the client appreciates that and they're coming to me for that exact thing. Yeah. So I feel like if you page your animators, your designers, your, the people that actually do the job, the, the people doing all the grunt work, the fucking math, you know, building the platforms and the software to be able to do that shit. Uh, any of it, the musicians, the Foley artists, the, People that are testing the game. Yeah. Ugh. Everybody. Yeah. They all had a hand in it, which is why capitalism sucks. Capitalism <laughs> does suck. Oh my because God. it's a socialist practice. They took all these people, which is a social, right? It's people. And all their talents collectively, all together, all their input. Like when it goes to making movies, man, our favorite shit. Mm-hmm. All these hands were in it, man. That's not just the director. Director could say, go do this, do this, and they could be hands-on, they could be in the editing room, they could be behind the camera, whatever, whatever. But it's the other people doing the shit that make it go, right? The lighting designer, the freaking prop master, the dude just handling, wrangling all the goddamn extension cords and cables. You know, the sound guys that are changing mics and listening to the audio. You know, the editors that get the dailies every single day, their feedback, you know what I mean? There's so much shit. Just the person in charge of paying the bills, the catering, the logistics, making sure there's enough toilets. Yeah. These people, like, do any of you regular ass people think about this shit? And they're mad about the whole SAG after strike? No. These people deserve the writers, the extras. All the people that make this stuff go deserve their fair share because they made the shit. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's why I like my lowbrow job. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm making my own shit. And I'm my own boss. And I'm suckered into capitalism every single day because I have to pay a landlord and, you know, I have to buy groceries and entertain myself because life sucks. So, you know, whatever. So and that's all we can do. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, seriously, this place is crazy. Like this world's crazy. And that's why like entertainment's important. That's why the art is important. The arts, music, you know, creativeness. Oh, the reason I brought up the immersive game. Oh yeah. 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 Tell me again. <laughs> Please finish it. Please. Oh my God. No, y'all, yeah, we have yeah. ADHD and we're high as fuck. No, no, I don't mean to interrupt. No, we're going with it. I, uh, Philosophizing, man, you're good. But it brought me right back to it because of what you're saying. Um, I had to kill a town of people, and I didn't know. <laughs> you I had didn't to know kill. I wasn't supposed. To. You weren't supposed to kill a town. No, you were supposed to say no. I'm not going to do it. I was it. supposed to bargain with them, apparently, <gasps> and, and you chose wrong. I, you know, I was supposed to. Te- I was supposed to basically talk everybody in the room 
into firing the guy in charge and usurping the whole thing. And that we were supposed to go to this other village and they were supposed to share the wealth among them and both towns should thrive. And I went in there and this guy was like, absolutely not, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, guns blazing, and Oh, shit. Killed him, and so then some guards came after me. Oh, and then you had to kill the guards. And then I had to kill the guards, and then that aggroes everybody in the room. And oh. so I had to kill all those people, and then the whole city... <laughs> it's cascades, dude. The whole city aggroed me, Yeah, I had to kill every I did man, that woman, and child. <laughs> I did that in Skyrim. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck, it cascades, and you're like, I did not mean to do all that. I'm, I I did you restart? No, I felt too ashamed to, and I meant to. I wanted to go back and, like, right my wrongs. And I did you just quit like, the game? I did. I was just felt dark and ashamed. <laughs> dude, I used to fuck with my Sims mm -hmm. all the time. Did you, did you oh, kill dude, them? This is like Sims 1, y'all. Sims oh, 1. God, I love Sims. So, I mean, I played all the Sims. all mm -hmm. up to Sims 4, so mm -hmm. I just... When they started getting crazy with the expansion packs, I was like, mm -hmm. nah, fuck y'all. Yeah. This is dumb. Why don't you release an actual full version and like three expansions, you pieces of shit? Yeah. So, anyway, uh, I can remember when I figured out if you didn't build a toilet, they'd piss themselves. Mm -hmm. I used to build tiny torture rooms for the Sims that pissed me off. And so when they'd come to visit, like I would build the room around them and I would just put a refrigerator and one square <laughs> so they couldn't sleep. Yeah. And they would die. And then I'd have, yeah, it would be terrible. And I would drown them in my pool. You oh, just take them out. Oh, God. Let them swim laps till they just wear out. And then in like Sims 3, you could get ghost assistants and have graveyards and stuff, remember? Yeah. I think you could do that in Sims 2, kind of, but in Sims 3, it was really quite developed, I felt. And then I would kill Sims that annoyed me just so I could get headstones and stuff. Yeah. Or just ghost assistants and stuff. Get those achievements. Yeah, I'm a Maybe. dick. No, I like because I I like getting all the achievements. Oh, it makes us dicks. I think they intend for us to explore the game. Yeah, I couldn't be way. evil like that later though. But honestly, my favorite thing to do in The Sims is just build houses and shit. Did you know that you're not limited to the size of family that you can have? You just only can have eight people in your household. Sorry, at time. someone honked. You can actually have. Thousands of children if you really like if you what stop yourself and you stop your age from aging uh, And you let your children just age something's going on out something there. Something is happening. Oh shit. I Don't know man. It's gone. Yeah, shit. that's strange. Um, Sirens y'all if you hear them. I had a husband on there <laughs> He looked like Anthony Kiedis with his hair long when he shook it was short. Oh my I guess he took Oh, did you suck his like kiss? Anthony. Yes, I did it all the time. We made up. Yeah. And we made dozens Whoopee, of children. Mm -hmm. Dozens. And we just moved them out. You know, when they got old enough, we were yeah. like, goodbye. Go find an apartment somewhere. Oh, my God. Live amongst yourself. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. I'm and done. The whole town was full of my children, and it was awesome. Were they inbreeding? No. Because I know Sims will autonomously, like, on their own out in public, interact. Like, yeah. the NPC Sims. Yeah. They never, they never really got ancestral mind. Ah, that's a good thing. Yeah. They probably knew that because it was a family tree and they probably don't allow it.
Yeah. Good job. Good job, EA, for a change. Even though you guys fucking assholes. Thanks, EA, for not being like Pornhub. Oh, God. Step, bro. What is that? I don't even know. I'd like to address that. <laughs> That's my fucking rant right now. Oh, is yeah, like, what rant. What the fuck is this step Let's shit? ramp. Let's end it on a ramp. Get it. What is this step shit? Gross. It's fucking disgusting, y'all. Like, stop searching for it. Stop it's watching cool. it. You keep ruining my urge to watch porn at all. It's terrible. Number one, we all know that you know they're not fucking related. At least, please, fingers yeah. fucking cross they're not. I don't know, man, some of that amateur shit. Come on, but, step bro. We're not really related. Or, dude, I'm sorry. I know porn is stupid and ridiculous, but being caught in the dryer. Man. Right. I can understand being caught in one of those weird-ass coffee tables. Like, I've seen ones that are, like, all twisty and shit, and I can understand, like, standing weird and being caught in it, maybe. But a fucking dryer, dude? How you caught in a dryer? You dumb motherfucker, bitch. Get the fuck- get your head out of the dryer. Asshole. Is it because there are a lot of stepchildren? Is it because people secretly want to do it with their stepbrother? Bing, bing, bing! I think you fucking hit it. That's, That's so, so disgusting. Gross, man. Well, think about it. Fathers sexualize their own daughters. Some fathers, well, Donald Trump, uh, mm -hmm. like some people sexualize their daughters. And the only reason why you do that is because you've pictured yourself fucking them. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Stop it. We know your fucking problem, assholes. I'm not saying women don't molest boys or women don't molest girls. They fucking do. But at a very lower percentage rate. You fucking assholes. Mm. Like, ugh. ugh. But yeah, it's fucking weird and gross. <laughs> rant! Rant. That was the rant. I mean, it was a short rant. I'm just, uh, you should be ashamed of yourself. Step bro porn. Step ugh. bro porn. Stop it. Yeah, please stop it. You know, just stop. I understand it's a fantasy. I know people are like, don't kink shame me. Yeah, I'm going to get all big sister on you here and tell you that we don't want to do that. Mm. Mm-hmm. But none of us actually want to do that. And I hope that what I'm saying ruins it for you. None of us want to do that. <laughs> no. And if the they say they do, it's a weird kink or pick me situation. So yeah. whatever. Yep. Have your thing, but do it in the privacy of your own home. If you have to, if you got to be role-playing and shit. Maybe that's the way you work out your trauma, but... That I don't feel because porn is kind of violent against women, so I don't feel like the step sis step bro porn is any less violent. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, because a lot of it is violence. I mean, a lot of these girls get run through like pretty quickly. You know. Yeah. Literally and figuratively and mentally. Yeah. Nothing wrong with porn, y'all. Nothing wrong with watching porn. Nothing wrong with making porn. I'm not saying that there is, but there's a certain amount of. Uh, Always uh, making it about the male gaze. That makes it seem pretty, uh, in, I don't know, misogynistic and not. Like, you know, like when someone's laughing at you and not with you? It's, I do. It's not just the simple objectification, you know? It's just the lack of disrespect and a lot of it's degrading. But I think it's also because men are mad because... We got pussy power. 
you know, or dick power if you're gay, but they don't like you because you're feminine and you got your feminine side on, on lock. So, you know, they're threatened by that. And I feel like they're upset because they think with their wainers more often than they'd like to admit. It really informs a lot of their choices. And if you're objectifying somebody because they're a fuckhole, it's easy for you to dehumanize them. And, you know, that's why it's degrading, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Mm. It's not good to treat any of your partners like a fuckhole. You know, be cool, be kind. You know, be generous. You hear me? That's what makes me watch them, honestly, is when they're nice. Yeah. Like, that's the stuff I stick around. I would pay money. <laughs> like, listen to this, porn providers. <laughs> that's the stuff we'd pay money for. It doesn't have to be, like, sensuous or, like, oh, romantic. You know what I mean? It just doesn't need to be, look painful, you know, or degrading. Like, sometimes, like, especially like, when they mess with the... fetish. That's... Why is that the fetish? But the stebro shit is mainstream. Yeah. Because that's pretty mm-hmm. fetishy. Yeah. Why don't you flip it? Flip it. Yeah. Because, honestly, a lot of people are into, like, BDSM, and there's nothing wrong with it. Like, you want to degrade within the context of consenting adults that understand the situation and aren't degrading in everyday life, but in a situation, in a scene that they're participating in that has safe words, you know what I mean, and mutual respect. That's not what the fuck I'm talking about. Right. So, you know? Talking about those idiots on uh, fucking Tinder who are like, I'm a dom. Yeah, I'm a dom. I'm a daddy. If you're a sub... (laughs) Dude! Oh my god. They like say they're a dom and they live in their mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> don't let this guy tell you what to do. Oh my god. He's got like a 15 year old car, not because he's saving money. Mm. You know what I mean? He lives like a bachelor. He hasn't, you know, <laughs> bought new clothes since 1997. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dom. Mm. Yeah, fuck off. That's funny as fuck, dude. Yeah. That's There's a lot of weirdos on Tinder. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, I don't... E&Ms. I understand if I you're... Mean, that's not weird. In a what? What do you say? E&Ms. Ethically non-monogamous. There's like a <sighs> lot of those. Full of it. looking for fuck buddies. It's full of it. And you don't know actually if they are. You don't know if they're cheating on their fucking wife or husband. Yeah. You have no idea. That's just what they're putting on Tinder. Yeah. And it's kind of gross. I understand when you're out whoring around and you're like, I want to hook up. But you have to, I would completely ignore a man, even if I was just looking to get laid. I would completely ignore them if they out the gate went there. If they out the gate sent me a dick pic. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. That's so rude. That shows me that you disrespect me and I'm not going to give my body away to somebody that is so disrespectful. Yeah. I get that it's disrespectful and that you also just want to fuck, but that's a mutually beneficial arrangement, right? Like, that's right. the situation that you're in. So you're both wanting to get, you know, you're both trying to get your nut. <laughs> you know? Sometimes you gotta get your nut, Christian, you know? Sometimes. So, you're out there, you're putting yourself out there, men are fucking dogs, and they blame, oh, there's not enough women and we're not getting matches. You're not getting matches because you're taking a photo in front of your face from under your fucking chin. Mm. <laughs> That's the shot. 
You're taking photos with fish. Or, yep, that's exactly what I was going to say. Fucking fish. Will you please stop? I have ichthyophobia. I immediately fucking swipe left. Yeah. Ah, God, this fucking fucking guy. Canceled. Yeah, bye. Canceled. I hate fish. And the thing is, there's nothing wrong with a dude goes fishing. Maybe you were a chick that likes fishing, so that appeals to you. But when it's like 80% of profiles of dudes. Look, I caught this. Dude, I love the ones that have pictures with all kinds of chicks in the photos. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, what is that? And not that you have to be jealous, but it's like, I don't know, sketch. There's only one person's fish pics I accept, and that's Mr. Gums. I just want to stay his I like because he goes fishing so often and he catches so many different ones. Ah. And he's always showing off, like, the ones he catches. And I don't know, you know, I don't know if he releases them or not, but... I'm pretty sure he does. Hmm. I think he keeps the ones he eats and tosses the rest back. Yeah. On the converse, and I like to argue other people's side, what the fuck is it with women going, if you're on a six-cent town, don't even ask. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, if men are under six feet, they're not dateable? Oh, God. Yeah. That's another thing I see on there all the time that I'm, like, blown away about is people state their height. And a lot of people ask me, how tall I am. What the fuck does it matter yeah. if you like the person? I know so many short kings Yeah. that if I had had the chance, I would have fucking come, on cl- come climb my mountain, baby. <laughs> come lay your little head on my pillow. <laughs> on my belly pillow. There you go. Yeah, it's weird. It's fucking mm. weird. Yeah, what is the problem? Yeah. You know, women that have all these... If you don't pay for my babysitter and take me out and spend $200 for my nails and my hair and like, if you don't, you know what I mean? Do all these conditional things, I won't date you. Right. What the fuck is that? It's weird. Also, men that are like, lazy. Yeah. Fuck you. I think that's, those are the girls that play the transaction game. Mm. You know what though? They're taught it. That's the patriarchy for you. Yeah. They. T- I'm sorry, men. Y'all taught women to do that. Women yeah. didn't teach women to do that. No. Men, y'all's men who complain about these gold digging bitches, you guys trained these women to do that. You did. So the blame is on you. Yeah. Blame it on the man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I earwormed you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Millie. Yeah, we can end on Millie Vanilli if you want. Yeah. 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 I love them. Dude, and when we found out they were lip syncing the whole time, it was so sad and I didn't care because the song was still good. The song was good. The song was good. Just like in that video for the, was CC Music Factory? That one. I'm not apologizing for that, but I wasn't even trying to do it good. So. That one in the video was not her. So that was also lip syncing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. Don't always believe what you see. You can call me Al. Oh, they really yeah. made it look like Chevy Chase yeah. was singing a lot of that. And yeah. It was not him. It was not him. Like a little more honesty in my music videos. Yes. You know what a I mean? little bit more. That's <laughs> so stupid, no, y'all. We wouldn't have You Can Call Me Al without that. So, like, of course. Sometimes the music video and the song go hand in hand. 
But you want to know something since the YouTube age? Mm -hmm. I don't, I haven't watched music videos since I haven't watched oh. a lot of music videos since MTV stopped playing music videos. Oh, wow. YouTube has a lot of music videos. I know videos. they do. And every once in a while, someone, I, it'll pop up or someone's like, oh, look at this new song, you know, and I'll watch the music video. But it's rare that it's always in my face. So I'm not yeah. always recognizing, I'm not having imagery in my head when I hear the yeah. song. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So a lot of songs that I absolutely love, I haven't watched the music video for. And so I don't have someone else's vision or imagery in my head. It's my own. Yeah. But I like it. That, like Some that. of them are car cool. Like no, they are. And I like watching yeah. them. But they have to be put in front of me or I'll forget yeah. that they exist. Oh, train. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. Yeah, we're going to need to be on the fast track to ending this fucking podcast, madam. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I suppose we can uh, end it on that. Oh, do we have apologies? To Oh, yeah. We have apologies and fuck yous. Um, right. I apologize to people that might have been triggered. In fact, we'll put a trigger warning at the top that we talk about sexual abuse. So I uh, apologize to anybody listening that got triggered or upset about that. Yeah. Apologize to my nana. Oh, me. You know, and, uh, not the rest of my family. If they're talking <laughs> about the non thing, yeah, you guys work your own shit out um yeah. i apologize to my mom for airing our shit but you know talking about it is cathartic and i think it's healthy for everyone to understand that people are fallible i apologize to my babysitter <laughs> oh god i have a terrible babysitter story but mm -hmm. anyway you yeah. apologize for your babysitter yeah she had to deal with a real freak out after that uh, episode of the um, archaeological dig oh god dude she's a nice girl and we never saw her again now <sighs> Your parents were probably like, you traumatized our children. No, I think she didn't want to come because of me. That's crazy. You, you ruined her. For yeah, sure. I had a little autistic freak out. I was always good. Everyone wanted me around because I behaved. But I think it's because I was fine entertaining myself and ignoring everyone. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was in my own shit. Yeah. Like, if people were around, I just read a book. Or put together a puzzle, or drew something, or made my own, wrote yeah. my own books, or made my own games. Or I was always making my own shit. Yeah, yeah like I get my hands into yeah. you know, like needle felting. <laughs> I was always trying to like crochet shit, keep it busy, make little Barbie outfits, mm. make little mm. animals out of wire. So sick. It's awesome. I used to write little stories and illustrate mm. them into books, and I learned to do a really simple book binding with cardboard and. Uh, Contact paper mm. because you could use the contact paper to make a hinge oh, to make yeah. the books, and you could sew the binding of the folded up pieces of eight by ten, eight and a half by eleven typing paper. Yeah, and I would make my own little books. It's awesome. Yeah, they weren't for an assignment. It wasn't for school. Yeah, you just made I think. You. Yeah, I think I had one that I had to make for school, and it taught me how to do it, mm. and then it became a thing okay. at home. Yeah. yeah. I remember making a puppet, like one of those ones you had to put your hand into. and like, like a sock puppet? Yeah, but it was made out of like felt and it had like cardboard inside of it structurally. Oh, yeah. It was so like a big, really intense like... Muppet. Puppet. Yeah, like a Muppet, basically. Yeah. yeah. It had like little arms with on sticks. That, yeah. So, yeah, it was like fucking... Yeah. Oh, we're sorry for everyone listening, our three listeners, uh, about uh, going off on ADHD tangents. Tangents yeah. like yeah, that. Sorry, we're saying our sorries, and we just went into a whole other. Yeah, I'm subject. just apologizing. I'm just going ahead and throw it out. I'm not sorry though about Trump. Yeah, that's on the fuck you list. Yeah, fuck you, fuck you, pedos. 
Fuck you, pedos. Fuck you, step bro porn. Fuck you, step bro porn. Uh, yeah, that's um, those are on my list too. Yeah. Yeah, fuck capitalism too. Fuck capitalism. I ain't saying I'm some other bullshit. I'm just saying like you can do it better. We gotta fix this fucking system because we're not uh, dealing with the climate. No, dude, and we have to. But that's I mean, a depressing no, note to end on. Uh, the inevitable demise of humanity. <laughs> uh, imminent collapse. <laughs> the humans are dead. Oh my god, you know what? Do you want to know something? I would much rather an alien invasion right now than a slow heat death on this planet. <gasps> that kills off Maybe everything. that's why they're here. Well, that's right. They did say they have proof of aliens. Honestly, I think they don't. I think that's just UFOs. Unidentified. Yeah. I'm sorry. They would have trotted out the fucking body. They would have trotted it out because they are trying to distract right now. Like, mm. why do you think they had a hearing on it? No one gave a fuck. Yeah. No one's like, oh my God, UFOs are real? Yeah. Nobody's yeah, talking yeah, about it. UFOs are real. Fucking lower the rent. Yeah. No one's talking about it at the office cooler. We weren't yeah. talking about it in the shop, and I'm scared to death yeah, of aliens. Sure. I would have been like, oh my god, here's your hair, they're fucking aliens. Like, I would have died. Yeah. I don't care. I think they've thought, I think they've known that they were real for a long time, and that they really, they were like holding it for a moment like this, you know what I mean? Like, they were like, we'll put it out there. No, I don't, I'm skeptical. I don't think they have not one bit of tissue. Mm. I don't think they have anything biological. They might have something that crashed. Why the fuck wouldn't it? Like, something could just be space debris. You know? We're traveling in the solar system in, through space. It's in a spiral. It's not a goddamn circular thing that you see in a model when you're a child. I'm sure there's, like... I don't know if the United States has extraterrestrial matter, but I think that it's possible somebody somewhere. Eh, I you don't know. know. I mean? I'm skeptical. The Russians could have it, or the fucking Chinese could have it. Or nah, I don't believe it. Could it. be anywhere. I'm skeptical. Could be an underground base. I'm sure they got X Files and shit. Self-appointed X Files. I'm sure they got it. I'm just saying, like the government doesn't even know about us. <laughs> they probably have mutant-ass human experimental fucking people. It's mm -hmm. probably what they have. I don't think they got aliens, extraterrestrials from another solar system, another galaxy. In probably, man. They probably they do human realize. experiments there, you know? That is the hills. <laughs> oh my god, some of the towns out in the middle of nowhere in yeah. Nevada are literally the hills of eyes. Oh my god. You guys should Sorry. go experience it. To some of the small towns in Nevada. I'm not going to name names, but I've been through them a bunch of times. And you're like, who lives here? Like, how do they make money here? Like, what's the jobs? Because everything's closed up. Like, half the businesses are gone. And half of them look like they were, their heyday was like between 1950 and 1970. Mm. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's just sad. Like, they, some of them have like a lot of like 1800s shit from westward expansion, but not much. Like, really not much past, like, Colorado, Wyoming. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, Nevada's so deserty and hot and yeah. weird. I'm sure maybe stuff was there, but you don't see it. Like, I mean, I've been out in the boonies mm -hmm. where it's just like, just like a chimney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe, like, them, yeah. a couple miles away, there's, like, three graves. Yeah. You know? Like, mm -hmm. it's weird and desolate, but... Yeah, these, these towns look like they're atomic age towns, if you know what I mean. Yeah. 
like one in, oh my god, there's one in Idaho that is the, I think it's ARCO, A-R-C-O, mm-hmm. uh, Idaho, and it is in the northeast-ish area of Idaho, and that pipe, or in the east range of mountains over there near the Tetons, and the landscape around there looks like God took a diarrhea shit. It's like volcanic. You know what I mean? It's like weird pumice volcanic. Looks like it would cut your ass up, but it's like deep dark brown. Almost looks like metal. Hmm. You know, but it's like, I don't know what it is. I haven't researched it, y'all. We'll come back to that some other time. We will. But it looks like God took a diarrhea dump. And it was the first atomic pat, like town. They did nuclear research and testing and shit there. And it looked like it stopped everything in like 1965 mm. ever all the architecture that was original to the downtown and like all the original it looks like a time capsule and it's just farms and then like the necess- necessary um things to to help farmers that live in that rural area subsist you know so you have grocery store and bank and like all that type of shit but it was a tiny little town and i think it might have had one red light, maybe two, I don't know, mm. flashing lights, maybe. Uh, and it took like less than a few minutes to run through. You know, it was like this really yeah. tiny, weird, and it, it it's claimed to fame is like the first atomic town yeah. in the USA. Let's look it up. Oh, look it up. All I know is that was some freaky shit. And uh, let's see, I think it's Argo. A-R-C-O, Argo. Yes. It's in Butte County, Idaho. No, it's spelled like Butte. Butte. Uh, oh, the population is uh, 879. Atomic City. Yep. Um, shit. And it, was nine, it was 995 people in the 2010 census and 879 people as of 2020. Mm. Oh, damn. Uh, Arco is the, the county seat and the largest city in Butte County. So this place is pretty desolate. Right? Yeah. It's the county seat and the largest. Woo! Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, my gosh. The original name was Root Hog. Wow. And the original town site was five miles south. And it was some stagecoach lines back in the day when they had the stagecoach like the Wells Fargo and shit. Um, the town leaders applied to the U.S. Post Office for the town name of Junction. Mm-hmm. Huh. And the Postmaster General thought the name was too common and suggested that the place be named Arco for George von Arco oh, of Germany, who was visiting Washington, D.C. at the time. Huh. He was like a radio inventor and pioneer. Hmm. Huh. That's very cool. So basically the dude was visiting like a diplomat and this postmaster was like, might as well name a whole town after him. You know, just some dude, (laughs) some guy from Germany. He seems important. Yeah, you know, why not? But what did you look up about the uh, nuclear shit? Oh, it was basically saying the same exact thing that you were saying. You know, it was called Midway till 50. Halfway between Blackfoot and Arco. So, uh, home of the experimental breeder reactor. Yeah, and it said it was the first community in the wild ever to be lit by electricity generated by nuclear power. Mm-hmm. And it occurred for about an hour. 
on July 17, 1955. It produced sufficient electricity to illuminate four 200-watt light bulbs. Oh, shit. It made history on January 3rd, 1961, when the SL-1 reactor was destroyed through an operator maintenance error. Ooh, with the ensuing steam explosion causing the deaths of all three personnel present. It was the world's first and United States only fatal reactor accident. Ooh. Looking at you, Chernobyl. <laughs> My uh, dad was in the uh, marshmallow plant explosion. What? Yeah. Marshmallow plant explosion? What is that? Yeah, it was. God, what was it called? It happened in Nevada. Um, Pepcom. Dude, there was a whale explosion that happened here in Oregon and it was live on television. So there was a marshmallow explosion? She's looking it up right now to make yeah, sure. Yeah, it was a the Pepcon disaster, and my dad was there at the time. He said he just saw people running, uh, and he just started running with them. And he said it saved his life because he made it to the other side of his truck. Oh. And the explosion blew the truck into pieces. Oh, my gosh. It, like, protected him from the blast. And, um... Holy yeah, shit, how yeah. many people died? Oh my god, the disaster called two fatalities, 372 injuries, and oh. $100 million in damage. Ooh. But there were two deaths. That's not as bad as you would think, yeah. I guess. Like 372 people That's a injured. lot, that's a lot. I mean, that's casualties, man. That's yeah. casualties. That's yeah. a lot, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't think anyone died when the whale exploded in Oregon. <coughs> Like, I, I think, I'm pretty sure that was on live TV. And I think it was like the 80s or 90s, I don't remember. I'll have to look that up. Hey, if y'all, my three listeners out there. I don't know why I thought it was a marshmallow plant. You I just remember it was called Pepcon. I remember people were talking about it. Was it marshmallow that blew up? What was it? Why? Why did you say it was marshmallow? That's, I'm going to look that up. Or do you think it's just a weird memory from your dad? Maybe. That you would think it was in it's 88 a- at the time I was trying to get D- Dukakis elected at my school. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Was that the. That was after. That was before that was Ross Bush. Perot, right? That was before Ross Perot. That was first Bush. Okay. I remember being upset. Yeah. You know what? Mm. Ross Perot was right, y'all. He yeah. was right. I wish I had been an adult back then because he made sense. Like, all those concepts he was talking about, like, we have seen the results, you know? So it's crazy. I said marshmallow plant explosion and it just brought up again. So 33 years ago, Pepcon explosion. And so it was also referred to as marshmallow. Oh. Oh, explosions leveled the Pepcon plant and the marshmallow marshmallow factory. Kitty Ah. company marshmallow factory. That's why. Damage within 1.5 miles. (gasps) So it it fucking blew up both. Oh, shit. So, the marshmallow, you were correct, madam. Good-ass memory, ma'am. All right, now we've gone like long enough. I'm pretty sure we're done. Although, this is a lot of shit to talk about, so I don't know why anyone would listen to this. Do you know why? I don't know. Why would you listen to this? Yeah, fuck if I know. Shit. Well, until next time, who knows what kind of bullshit we're going to talk about. Again, 
why would you listen? Yeah, <laughs> why is that? Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Tell us why. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fuck.